This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. on Tide 100.9, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. It's a Wednesday. It's National Signing Day Wednesday. A lot of good stories from over the years. We can talk about our experiences here uh, with mine and my dad's. He, he put, uh, posted a picture way back when of his <laughs> his signing day from probably, I don't know, 30-something years ago. So we can get his kind of story on his signing day. It is a little bit different now. Uh, you got early signing day. I didn't I was uh, just a regular enrollee, a regular signing. I think mine was like in February. Uh, I don't even think they had this when I was coming out. But it is signing day. We'll talk about it. Again, you're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. And we'll check in down in South Carolina. Ask my dad, the pastor paying Corey Miller, uh, his thoughts on signing day real quick as we open up the show. And we'll start talking about Alabama signing class, which half of these guys are on campus practicing right now. But... With that being said, any any memories for you from signing day when you look back? I know you shared that picture. That was that was quite the throwback. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh let's see, thirty six I said thirty six or thirty seven years ago because if I signed normal times we didn't have early signing, so that would have been like in February, March, whatever to that it's more like it's thirty seven years ago mm-hmm. when I signed to, to play football for something. Isn't that crazy in nineteen eighty that would have been in uh, 87, would have been the spring before I came to Columbia. So 37 years ago was my national signing day. And you saw a picture with my dad, uh, my high school head coach, Al Lusher, both rest in peace. And then you had uh, Joey Mangum and Red Mangum, two brothers that coached on the team standing in that picture also. But I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, when you, when you have signing day, you always think about the guys and chasing their dreams and, you know, working so hard, you know, you can relate to this, playing football and, you know, in the elementary school and, you know, that when it was fun and your pads were too big and your pants, you know, looked like you had the sag going on with football pants and all that good stuff. <laughs> and uh and you just kind of grow up the ladder and then God stretches you out. You get taller and slender and you run fast, you score touchdowns and, you know, just the whole process. And so as uh, signing day began today, I was thinking about that, you know, like, Man, it starts at such a young age, and and only a few kids get an opportunity to have a chance to 
live out this particular dream and to play football at the highest level. And, and, and it's unfortunate that today uh, so many kids, uh, I think, take it for granted, right? I think they take it for granted. I mean, they play with schools and the hats and the shirts and videos, but that's the world we live in. But, um, you know, that being said, uh, it's a great day for a lot. Alabama pretty much got uh, their guys in. Some of them are practicing already. That will be, you know, be a part of the bowl game. Can't play, but they can practice. Um, they're already on campus. Some of them will come in and start when school starts. I'm assuming some will come later on in the summer uh, when, when the other signing period, all that stuff happens. So it's a good day. Look like the tie, from what I've read, has a chance uh, to be number one. Um, so they're looking at a couple of flips uh, that I was reading that uh, potentially they could get uh, that could build Alabama to number one. Now, that being said, I don't even buy the rankings, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't buy the rankings. I know you can look at and say, well, the best teams are getting the best. Yes. But that's not because some guy that sits by the computer and a cell phone interview players, uh, you know, know what they're talking about because that's easy, right, to go find the best players and the best players go to the best schools. That's pretty easy. I mean, I think teams are built when you get, you know, 50, 60, 100, to, you know, these guys that you see potential, which we talk about all the time, that you have to develop. Maybe don't have the weight yet. Maybe don't have everything that they need yet to be a dominant college football player. Getting those guys and putting them in the right program, weight training and all that good stuff, and work on their speed to nutrition to then putting them in, in a system that would work for them. And seeing that, having having the ability, the ability to forecast just that, that is to teams that normally recruits well for Alabama. I mean, yeah, they get top players. They also lose a lot of top players. But the ones that stay, they develop, right? They they know what they want. They know who fits into their system. And they get the best out of the athlete. But when it comes down to who number one in teams and fans bragging all about that stuff, man, please. I, I, I just, <laughs> we don't even know. I mean, I'm sitting in South Carolina because I follow their feed because I keep up my Gamecocks. But it's like these people, oh, it's a great year. It's a this, that, and a third. And I'm sure Alabama and Texas, everybody does it. But I'm like, you have no clue. Look at the system in which we operate now. A lot of these kids are not even going to be here in two years. A lot of these kids are going to get here and then you're going to say, man, they don't have the desire. They don't have the work ethic. They don't want to play. They don't want to sit behind. They, they're looking for a spoon, right? Give me, give me, give me. And then they're gone. So I get it. It's not, we get excited about it. We talk about it. It is worthy of talking about. But at the end of the day, don't let the recruiting rankings be the end all, be all, far as basing what you feel about what your team is doing. Be excited, yes, but is the end all, be all? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And as as hard as it is for me to say this, I almost agree, man. I mean, just with the. The nature of college football at the transfer portal, guys, you know, being replaced from guys coming in via the transfer portal, guys leaving via the transfer portal. I mean, I'll be honest, man, I hate to say this, but just how we talked about yesterday with bowl games having less significance, it almost feels like signing day. And I'm probably people, people aren't going to agree with me. Maybe it's just because I don't necessarily keep up with that as much. I mean, I cover it when I, you know, I do the shows and whatnot, but other than that, I'm kind of like you, man, like, We'll see in a couple of years, you know, who's producing, who's developing, and who's showing up. But realistically, like you said, I mean, half these guys might not even be here in a couple of years. And I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but what was the stat? It was like every receiver from Alabama's, was it 2021 and 2022 class, are now all 
gone via the transfer portal or something crazy like that. Like, and I don't, again, I don't mean to be the Debbie down or the pessimistic guy, but it's just like, that's just kind of where we are in college football. But with that being said, I mean, congrats to all these guys. I mean, it is a huge accomplishment. They should be proud of themselves. I, I love the social media page uh, of Alabama football. They're, they're sharing like the videos of the parents with their message and all that stuff. And it is great. Um, it's, it's a huge accomplishment for them and their families. But I can't help but just think, man, it's just almost kind of overshadowed. And, and I, I can't look at everybody like this, but hearing all these stories about how recruiting is nowadays, I mean, I just was talking about it not long ago, uh, you know, with people that are very familiar, firsthand familiar with, with these things and just how recruiting is nowadays. I mean, the demands these people are making, kids, families, I, I mean – Honestly, if people really knew exactly what goes in all this, I mean, it, it's nuts, right? And almost like it's kind of just, I don't know, it kind of kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's, it's almost because I just don't feel it. Just like you, you you made a great point. You were talking about South Carolina and trying to warn fans, like, look, it's no more forever to thee, which is like y'all's slogan, right? It's like, it's like saying it's, it's no more roll tide with a lot of these players and recruits. These kids, I hate to say it, they don't really care about the legacy of Alabama as much. They don't really care about Roll Tide and, you know, coming to, to Tuscaloosa, earning their stripes and, and, you know, cementing themselves in a legacy alongside so many great names. They don't really care so much about that anymore. If we're being honest with you, I mean, it's more so just kind of, can you give me to the NFL and how much are you going to pay me in the meantime? So I hate to kind of beat <laughs> that, that guy this morning, but it's just the more and more I've, heard these things and talked about stuff that's just kind of where my mind goes but nonetheless you know Alabama is you know picking up some some good players adding them to their class I'm I'm with you and when we talk about I mean the stars and rankings not really buying into it that much just because I think you and I both know from experience just how this whole thing works I mean there's going to be guys that are ranked in the top 10 for recruits that don't pan out there's going to be guys who are three stars that end up playing longer than some of the five stars, right? But with that being said, you look at, you know, some notable names, Julian Sand, who's on campus right now, helping Alabama prep for Michigan. Um, you've got Jalen Mbakwe, um, really good cornerback here out of the state of Alabama. Uh, it looks like they got a, a, a nice variety of players some some tight ends, some edge guys, some linebackers. They've got guys, you talk about being from all over. I mean, they've got a kid from, from Germany, Justin uh, Okoronkwo, might be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, I don't want to say he was invited to camp. He came to camp. I think he was here when I was actually out there at one of the camps and uh, ended up, I think, earning a scholarship offer. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's what the case was. He came to camp, earned an offer. But really cool to see. I mean, we're even stretching outside the United States to, to find talent. But the biggest thing is this, and, and you know this as good as I do. Stars don't matter. don't matter who you are, what your name is, where you're from. It's a matter of, of getting the most out of these guys, right? maximizing their potential and developing them, right? Which we've seen that kind of take a hit because of the transfer portal. There's not as much time to be developed uh, as there once was. But that's really what's ultimately going to matter. And I think Alabama does a good job of that, getting guys to play to you know their, their full ability, put them in a position to be successful. And so um, I wish nothing but the best of these guys. I welcome them into the brotherhood of, of being members of uh, Alabama. And uh, I hope... I just hope and pray they, they, they take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, they understand that they're very fortunate for this opportunity. Not many people get to say that 
they signed with the University of Alabama. I mean, every kid probably dreams of that, and they're one of the few that have been selected to do so. So they should be proud of themselves, but they also need to understand this is um, not the end. This is just the beginning, right? Now you're going to be the small fish again. You know, you're probably used to being paraded around your hometown, and you're the, the big man on campus. But when you get here, I hate to break it to you, there's, you know, 80 other guys just like you, right? So you've got to earn your stripes. you got to earn your keep. But um, I think these guys will definitely fit in well. It seems like they – Alabama's done a nice job, at least in recent years, trying to recruit guys that fit our system, right? It's, it's not so much about stars, and I wish a lot of people understood this. Sometimes you got to get the guys that fit your system. You got to get the guys that fit you, not just, you know, physically from an X and O standpoint, but also from a mentality position. I've seen a number of guys that have come here that are five-star recruits, great football players, but they don't fit our system. And guess what? They don't pan out. They end up transferring out. They just are bouncing around, Right. I'd almost rather take the guys a three-star or four-star that fits my system, that wants to come in here and work, that's ready to grind out. You know, he's 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 fit to to come to a place like Alabama because it's not for everybody. Trust me, right? This is not a place for prima donnas. It's not a place for people that um, care about individual stats solely, right? That's all good stuff to to have on your goals list. But here, you've got to be a team player, right? You got to be selfless. And it's critical uh, for not only the team to have success, but for you to have success if you want to fit in right. But anyway, I'm done rambling. It's just signing day. There's so much to talk about. It brings back so many things. But Justin, you look like you had something to say. Yeah, I just want to add, like you were, you were saying, which you said a lot of good stuff there. But to go back a little ways, how we uh, are looking outside of the country even um, with uh, Okoronkwo we signed. He was actually the first signee today. But as you were talking, we added another out-of-country signee from Canada in Quebec City. Uh, oh, man, Steve Steve Mbuamua, I oh, wow. think is how you say his name, a, a four-star oh, wow. Defensive lineman. Um, and like you said, a lot of these guys are already on campus, so nothing really surprising. What is going to be surprising is later in the day when we have these uh, recruits that are potentially going to be flipping from some other schools to Alabama. Uh, just some names to look out for. Uh, Edric Houston, who is a Ohio State recruit. Um, all the rumors this morning are that he's potentially flipping to Alabama. He's a five-star defensive lineman. We'll hear from him around 12 p.m. Um, Aaron Hampton's a receiver who previously was at Texas. Rumors are he's going to flip to Alabama. That's going to be also at 12 p.m. And then Kevin Riley locally in Tuscaloosa, who I believe he was committed to Miami. Uh, there's rumors that he might be flipping as well. So we'll hear from him at 1. Those are kind of the He's, big- right, he's from Tuscaloosa and committed to Miami? Yes, uh, County High School, Tuscaloosa County. I believe he played so, back there. So, what was oh, wow. the issue? The issue there had been an issue there. You don't, you can't lose guys. Well, Christian knows better than anybody. Tuscaloosa <laughs> <laughs> lost him with Alabama, but I mean, right in the backyard, you throw a punt of football, I should say. But why was this guy committed, Justin, to Miami? Did they not? Probably because Alabama was late giving him. I was about, I probably were a little later to offer him, if I had to guess. Are you I, respond? Yeah. I think that's what it was because I believe Miami got in there early and um, and first. Um, I feel like some of these guys too locally. Tuscaloosa is not that big of a town, and if it was me, I maybe would be attracted to the the lure of a, a bigger city and actually going other places. But well, that that was kind of that was part of it for me. I, I kind of wanted to you know broaden my horizon, kind of get out of Columbia. So that does make sense. Also, do know that Alabama does take their time in the offering process. They'll recruit you, uh, but they don't necessarily just throw out offers left and right. And so sometimes 
that can come into play because, like you said, if a, if a school like Miami or Florida State, they're jumping on you early when you're a sophomore, they give you that offer early, right? Alabama might be recruiting you, but excuse me, they might not necessarily give you that true offer, committable offer until after your junior season. So sometimes that plays a role. And sometimes they come way at the end. I'll give you an example. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs wasn't the highest recruit in high school. I mean, I can't remember if he was a... He had two offers. Yeah, I was about to say, he only had a handful, not even a handful. small school, I believe, too. But they never not good offers. Yeah, they weren't weren't necessarily too much. I think he might have picked up something big towards the end, but I know Alabama swooped in at the end, and they found a diamond in the rough, man, and that kind of guy. And that's what I'm talking about. Those are the type of guys, if, if I'm Alabama, I, I don't even really care about stars anymore. I want those type of guys in my program that, because you talk about uh, uh, a dude that busts his tail, and I mean, he's going to give you everything he's got. I mean, <laughs> Josh Jacobs is is the epitome of that. Well, there's been there's been 16, I believe, recruits signed so far into the day, and there's actually been a good mix, lots of three stars actually uh, in this group so far. Well, that makes well, sense. Well, three stars, hey, you know, I thought we don't want them. Shoot, I'll take them if they if they're willing to put the work <laughs> in, and they they're not yeah, all they're not. Who you, they want to who you ask who's a three star. I mean, I, I, again, I don't buy all of that stuff. I don't, if Nick Saban is recruiting them, they're not three star. Well, you you get you, you, they, you, they you, have, I was about to say potential. you I get mean, jumps. Just, you get you get bumps yeah. and jumps, right? Like Josh Jacobs, we talked about. Once Alabama yeah. gave him that offer, he came on a visit in January again, right before signing day. He got That's a whole bump. It's like a four star. Fans. It kind of makes him feel about it, but we don't, we don't believe that. Again, uh, the next round, Justin is agreeing with you. They're saying that Alabama has a chance today to make it an epic, epic day, uh, especially after noon, uh, where two or three uh, recruits may flip. Just what you said that they didn't potentially have in their uh, commitment list. So we'll keep an eye on it. Twelve o'clock, right? When we get off. We'll hear from these two guys that Justin just. Uh, we'll continue to watch signing day. It's a signing day Wednesday on the Miller Days on the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. We'll talk more about Michigan. We'll talk more about BAM if you want to get into that. Or you want to just talk more signing day. We're supposed to rush around the SEC. Really, there's nothing really to rush about. But I got one thing when it comes to that. Is Lane Kiffin, are the Ole Miss Rebels the team to deal with next year? Because they're making it happen, especially in the transfer portal. That'll be a part of our rush around the SEC. Is Ole Miss buying their way to the top? We'll discuss right here on the time. 100.9 zone of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. Healthy weight, more energy, and smooth 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 54. Another freeze likely tonight, clear with a low at 30. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC, Corey Miller, Pastor Payne here in Columbia, South Carolina. The time is 1225, 11:25. They're locally in Tuscaloosa. It's Alabama uh, getting the national letter of intent in. Uh, where guys are saying, I'm committed to you at least 
for a year. <laughs> I mean, so, well, it's all right now you go. You know, it was like, we got to get guys signed. We got to get those NOIs in. And then, you know, now it's like, even if we get them in, Lord knows we got to keep recruiting because that's a part of it, right? You get players in. You got great depth. You got five and four stars and I just to say some three stars. They don't get the run that they want, the burn that they want, or they don't like just what they thought they would like. Guess what they do? They enter the transfer portal. So, but as of today, Alabama right now is doing some great things. Look like they are going to get the kid from Tuscaloosa. I appreciate the confirmation uh, from Justin Jones saying that uh, Alabama was late on recruiting uh, the young man, Kevin Riley. so we'll I just, see. I just want to add in to uh, source my, my information there. That was from former producer Aiden Dollins, who used to uh, produce here at Tide. So he, he let us in on that information. Well, you know what's funny now to think about this? I think somebody was telling me about this kid, Kevin Riley. I think his name is like a year ago. I want to say I was at the gym and somebody was telling me about, man, there's a running back here, like a local kid. And they're talking about how he's been tearing it up, but Alabama hadn't offered him. And so I don't know if this is the same same kid. I'm almost positive this might be the case. I wish it showed the date that Alabama actually offered him because I'm not kidding. Someone was telling me about a kid, a local kid that had just been like, you know, lighting up the, the numbers right, the stat sheet and was just he's a heck of a football player, but he hadn't necessarily gotten the Alabama offer. He wanted to come to Alabama or something. But again, I, I could be just talking outside I, I of my neck, right. but, I, but I think that's what this guy was telling me about. And it's like a year ago, and I didn't really you know, think too much of it at the time, but that might be what this is. It was about a year ago. There was a little bit of the controversy, and I believe it was Kevin Riley, that he was oh, okay. so good, and they hadn't offered him yet. That's okay. Then that, that might be the case. Well, but whoever I was talking to at the gym, I guess they uh, they had they had good foresight. They predicted that. But, it was bad somebody at the gym knows more than the coaches. <laughs> well, well, I'm, you know, look, look, and like, and we could tell this quick story real quick. I mean, you and I both know, you remember back to my recruitment, you know, Alabama was one of the first teams to kind of start recruiting me. Again, people need to understand this. There's a difference between being recruited and actually having an offer than having a committable offer. People might not know there's really a difference with that too, right? There's, there's offers, which is kind of like, yeah, you know, we're going to offer you a scholarship. Then there's committable offers where you actually can, commit on that offer sometimes there's offers that are just kind of thrown out that they're not necessarily too solid of an offer however anyway just real quick and uh i don't know if i've told the story before but with my recruitment alabama was one of the first schools to come recruiting me chris rump the defensive line coach uh started recruiting me after my sophomore season and they're one of the first schools and i remember i was like dang i'm getting recruited by alabama like because i'll be honest i was i was such a humble kid man i i, I didn't even really I didn't necessarily see my full, full potential at the time. I still was, you know, thinking I got a lot of improvement I need to make. But, you know, sure enough, I was getting recruited by some, some, you know, really big programs and Alabama was one of them. However, even though they're one of the first schools to recruit me, they didn't necessarily offer me until after my junior campaign. And, you know, my dad remembers this story. They told us, Hey, come down, come down to a game. We went down to the game. It was a Texas A&M game with Johnny Manziel. You guys all remember that, I'm sure. Um, so I, I came to Tuscaloosa. I, I loved it. You know, they showed me all the rings. I, I loved Alabama. I loved the defense. I loved their scheme. I thought I'd fit in. I knew I was definitely going to have to put on some weight to kind of fit in with, you know, the, <laughs> the physical specimens that they had on defense. 
But they were t- give me the pitch like, you know, you're you're a versatile Sam linebacker in our system, kind of like Adrian Hubbard. You know, you know, we'll develop you, put weight on you. You'll fit our system perfect. Fast forward, they told us to come to junior day. And my dad remembers this. And they said, hey, you know, coach is going to give you an offer. You come, when you come to junior day, want to get you back on campus. Well, we drive all the way from Columbia, South Carolina to Tuscaloosa for junior day. It goes great. Uh, we're in the, the weight room, Coach TJ getting the tours. Matter of fact, Christian McCaffrey, sure enough, was on the same visit as well. There's a bunch of guys here that day. And, um, you know, we go sit down in Coach's office to meet with him personally. It's going great. You know, he, him and my dad are, are sharing all types of stories from all the, uh, the, the cross references that they have, you know, the, the relationships that they have with, you know, certain coaches from, you know, throughout their time of, you know, being in the football world. It's going great. Coach Saban's talking about, all these great things about me as a player. And then we wrap it up and then, you know, we shake hands. And, I mean, it goes as, as good as you could think. However, one thing was missing. The offer. <laughs> we walked out of the office and my dad was like, wait, did he, did he offer you? And I was like, um, I, not, not that I'm aware of. I mean, <laughs> unless I'm missing something. <laughs> so we drive all the way back to South Carolina like, damn. We came down there. We were supposed to get offered. We didn't, we didn't get offered. So we were kind of like. I want my gas money back. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, this was before NIO. I mean, that we, we were paying for everything. So it was like, okay, well, dang, that didn't really go as planned. I guess it went great, but I guess we're missing the, the main thing we came for, I guess, which was well, offer. Yeah, it, it was, but what happened was well, Chris Rump told me that coach forgot. Well, he says coach forgot, but then also. He said, but I, I mean, that could have been a lie. It probably was. No, no. From South Carolina. I'm saying, but, um, no, listen, no, that there's probably some truth, but what, what I kind of was told, basically, long story short, because what happened next was I ended up committing to Florida. I ended up, I ended up committing to Florida, and just because Will I was. Will like, Muschamp was the head coach. Too. Yes, Will Muschamp, Brad Long, uh, recipes Brad Long, he left South my, Carolina. My college coach in South Carolina my last couple of years. Yeah, he had recruited me to South Carolina. He was the only one on the Gamecock staff that actually wanted me. Then he left to Florida and offered me off the rip immediately. And then I'm like, well, shoot, Florida runs a very similar defense. I like, you know, the gator chomp thing they got. I, I love the fish. I wouldn't mind being well, down in happy. Florida. I went and bought me some blue. White and orange Nikes, man, they were sweet. <laughs> yeah. And my outfit red. I was like, I wanted to go to Florida City because all of my friends live right there and they're Gator fans, right? So I got Bill Murray, I got Jim Ferrick, some people I play golf with, Chris Seeley. They told me, man, hey, man, the condo is yours whenever you come. I had my, and poor NIL, I had NIL set up for me. Anyway, yeah, of course, of course. Game. You hear this dude? Oh, hey, selfish. He, 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 had he wasn't. He wasn't drinking the Gator, uh, the Kool Aid. He was drinking the Gatorade. He, yeah, he, Florida, was, right? he was drinking the Gatorade <laughs> down there. Hey, Justin, I was drinking that Gatorade. <laughs> he, he was I'm doing burnt. so, and I was like, Christian. I mean, listen, this is what happened. Just real quick, when we were in, in games, first we went to Florida State first. The day before, State, yeah. Jimbo Fisher. The whole nine great South They had that honey there. chicken, man. It was amazing. Yeah. They took care of us. One of our very own friends. We go to church with family, friends. Till this day, Peter Bow and Michael Bow both played at Florida State. Peter, I trained. Michael, I trained. I mean, I trained these young men that went to Florida State. I did. And so, um, so I'm like, you know, that's, uh, Tallahassee's not that far. He's about the same as to Tuscaloosa. So, good program, ACC. I was a little guy as ACC. But, Anyway, we go to Florida, man. 
And it was Will Muschamp. It was Brad Long. I'll never forget it. It was the D coordinator that's been at A&M. DJ. Um, uh, DJ or, Durkin. Durkin was the D coordinator. And I'm being real with you. When Christian said, I'm committing the office, that about eight. Uh, Sal Sinceri was there. Well, what is that? At Florida, Florida State, State, yeah. Well, okay. Um, so, anyway, they broke down. They started crying. I remember Will Muschamp tears in his eye when Christian's. He was so happy to get Christian, and um, they loved him because when Brad got there from South Carolina, Will Muschamp showed up at Spring Valley High School like Monday. This is a weekend. We just got back from Alabama. Remember that? Monday, Will Muschamp was at the high school of Spring Valley to see Christian. Remember that, Christian? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, it was that quick. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't and. I don't know if he was shedding tears. I mean, I know they no, no, were he, staff, he, no, he did. He shed tears, bro. I'm telling you. And, and so they was that excited to get you. And so, but anyway, I was like, I wanted to cry. What the hell we old Lord? <laughs> Jesus. You know what I mean? But the thing is, Christian, it might have been two weeks. But Christian, you know, of course, lived with his mom at the time. I was, But Christian's getting 30, 40, 50 Letters a day from school. That's right. Just stupid stuff. So I get a call. Might have been from Matt Zellis, who's going to be on our show at some point um, about recruiting. Uh, who's used to work at AOL.com, I believe. AOL. Became a friend of mine. He called me and said, "Hey, man, Christian decommitted from Florida." I went, "No. <laughs> what you talking about? Oh, he decommitted from Florida." And um, true as the world. He goes out there, and I don't know how he pulled, because he didn't do well. I don't know how you did that. Well, but I can explain what happened. You decommitted from, the, from my condo and everything. And I didn't even, Will Muschamp, every coach calling me. See? I mean, I'm like, I won't even answer the phone, because I, I don't have to, I just don't have to go and ask even tell him. Well, well, here's the thing. See, that's what that. See, you sound like all these parents nowadays. Y'all trying to get y'all's package deals. Shame. Even though I know you're playing, I know you're just playing. But no. So what happened was? No, no, no. Definitely had me something. <laughs> you better gonna skip all them rides. I done drove my. Listen, you gonna pay for something? I ain't got to worry about a hotel. I mean, something. You got to do something. Wow. I ain't mad with the parents. They should take care of me. I am. They do, the parents are doing way too much now. They act like they're putting on pads or going to run in one tenth. But that's another story for they another day. They're taking your hand in the middle school. Man, they're taking, I don't care. I mean, it, man. Buying your sneakers. Dude. They wipe your, your, your doo-doo stanky butt. You better take care of mom and dad, whoever. That's I'm, like, yeah, man, please. I'm all for taking care of them, you know, to take an extent. Take care of the parents. Listen, of 100%. I, come on this now. Is real, this is real meathead radio because this is real stuff when you're dealing with the day. Y'all happy and shouting about these signs. This stuff happened in families. This stuff is real. It is like, real. Like, it ain't that easy. I mean, because this is one of the toughest decisions these kids have to make. I always said I I wasn't getting involved with it like that. I'd give my opinion, but I'm never going to tell Christian, like, who you should sign with. Like, because, now, I might like Florida. I would not have been mad about Florida at all. I'm just being honest with you. Now, it would have sucked. He, he, the team would have sucked. The coaching change would have been, but God knows best. And he ended up where he ended up, and that's where he was supposed to be. But but let me but, but let me let me let me finish this story. Go ahead, finish up. We, we can go to break. Yeah. So, so we, got, we got callers too. But go ahead. We'll get there. We'll get there because this is, this is good content. So so what happened was didn't get the offer from Alabama. Went home and I'm like, well, I don't think they're necessarily as interested as they're making it seem, and that's fine. 
No worries. I might not be everybody's cup of tea. I already learned that with South Carolina, the way they did me. So I was like, you know what? Florida, honestly, is not much different in terms of scheme. You know, Muschamp kind of comes from that system. Florida, I love everything about it. Boom, commit to Florida. I think it was in February back in, was it 2013? Yeah, February. I'm pulling up an article. February 16, 2013, around then, right? End up committing to Florida. Boom. I was committed there probably, shoot, I don't know. As soon as I committed, actually, I think I got a message from Coach Rump like that day. Boom. Hey, man, what, what's, what's going on? I said, what do you mean what's going on? He said, what, what happened? I said, what do you mean what happened? I said, y'all didn't offer me. He called, he called you a little deacon. Yeah, he called me a little deacon. He's like, hey, man, what happened? I'm like, what happened was y'all didn't offer me, dude. <laughs> like, I can't commit somewhere that I don't have an offer. So I'm going to go to the, you know, the school that, that wants me, that's offered me. You know, no hard feelings. Like, I wanted to come here. Cool. And so he's, like, blowing my phone up. I'm in I'm in class. He's, like, blowing. So, hey, man, man, you got Coach Saban, you know, chewing me out, man. Well, I don't know what to do. What, what happened, man? Let me – Uh, but Coach Saban wants to speak to you. I'm like, dude, I'm in class. I'm literally – I'm a high school student, dude. I can't just – oh, hey, let me leave. Let me leave science class real quick and talk to Coach Saban. You know how cool that would be, though, if you, you like, raise your hand? Tell and Coach like, Saban, hey, hey uh, Coach Saban's trying to call me. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is, like, literally, like, I'm, I think I was in, like, like science class or something. And I'm literally, like, Facebook messaging this dude. That's why everybody used Facebook back then to communicate with coaches. So I'm, like, messaging on Facebook on my phone or computer, and I'm like – he's like, well, well when, when can you get on the phone? I'm like – uh, when school gets out, I'm like, we get out at 3.33. Yes, 3.33 was the exact time we got out of there. So I was like, all right, 3.33, I get out. I live down the street from school and just, you know, about, about 4, 4.15. So if I remember this correctly, I had to rush home to get on the phone. I get on the phone. Coach Saban's like, hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know I apologize. No, that's not necessarily – it's not how we do things around here. There was a miscommunication. See, I was told – that, you know, in their offering process, they like having everybody sign off on things and make sure everybody, like, you know, the position coach, coordinator, coach, everybody kind of likes to go through the, you know, through the, the everything, right? And so he basically just made, said that there was kind of a miscommunication. They didn't, you know, so that's probably, it probably was a combination probably. He didn't no, probably. That, but that is right. Yeah, the, no, that um, made, the that, linebacker coach, something wasn't in the meeting and he had to, they wanted to get his whatever. It was right. Like now, that. granted, Coach Saban has a final say on anything, but what happened is there was just a miscommunication, which I totally understood. And basically, long story short, Coach Saban said, you know, but uh, if it's okay with you and, and with all due respect to everybody else in Florida and those guys, you know, great coach, great program, you know, we, we would like to continue to recruit you because you're number one Sam on our board. Um, you know, we want you here in, in Tuscaloosa. We just, you know, things kind of got mixed up. And so I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, absolutely. That's, that's fine, coach. I appreciate yeah, that. And he decommitted. And well, I, okay. Well, I, I gave it some time, but then the more I kind of pondered it, it I'm like, nah, it, it was a couple, long. it was a couple months, but I was like, you know, like Alabama really does, you know, seem to want me now. I mean, they're telling me I'm the number one stamp on their board. Yes, it was. I decommitted in, uh, May, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I committed in, yeah, I committed in February, decommitted in May. So it was literally, March, April, it was like three months. And so I ended up decommitting uh, eventually because I was like, yeah, I think I think Alabama's a better choice for me. That's obviously where my heart was the whole time, right? They yeah, just, I was fine with Alabama because Rump, but I knew Rump was going to leave too. Yeah, they sure like, was cool. I had friends down there. I started making friends. and Now it was the right, it's the right decision. No, 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 no. Perfect decision. I, I just wanted to share that story because mm-hmm. that's – it started because we were talking about the, the running back who got the offer late. So I was, what I was saying is I was offering – 
my personal experience, I, I totally understand sometimes if you don't have that offer, how it can kind of shift things. But ultimately, no, I'm, I, I would not change anything. Really Alabama good. was the, the, the best place for me. It worked out great. I love Tuscaloosa. I love all my teammates. love everything about this program and everything that's done for me. So thank you, Alabama. And I'm now, glad that decision worked out. Great. Yeah, thank you, Coach Romp, who's now at Clemson, by the way. He's my coach. And he played ball at the University of South Carolina. That's like somebody playing at Auburn that's a coach at Alabama. That's what Chris Rump's doing right now. Came over from the Bears. Um, that being said, when we come back, Pat, I see you. Others, I see you on hold. Take calls. But listen, I don't know if you read it. I posted this. Go to my ex, Pastor Payne, capital P, Pastor Payne 57, on X. And that's a story. One Clemson player, former player, Terry Kennard, by the way, good friend of mine from Sumter, um, played with the Giants, played linebacker. We were together last year in New York at the um, the Legends reunion. He just blasted Dabo Swinney on his Facebook and how Dabo Swinney treated his son, a legend. He's in the ring of honor. His name is in the stadium. You going to treat his son this way, Dabo Swinney? Are you kidding me? Is Dabo losing it? You're hearing Let's one talk. side of the story, man. I'm a man that I trust, a man of the cloth. I believe that. So we'll talk about that and get your thoughts on that. I'll read some of it. It's long. I can't read all of it. But, Justin, I want you to go look at Terry Kennard Facebook, former Clemson player. It's out there. And nobody's really talking about it. But Clemson, no transfer portal, guys. Is Clemson on the way down? We'll talk more about that right here on the Middle's Edge on the Tide 100.9. That's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. I want the Alabama fans to want Dabo take care to take the place. Save it. We'll be back. Bring your guts! <laughs> it's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to Miller's Edge on a... Rush around the SEC Wednesday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Justin Jones, producer behind the glass. Don't forget to download that free app. We love that. Tie 100.9. We've had questions come through them many, many times. We'd love to hear from you on that. You can also leave a voice message. Of course, we've talked a lot about recruiting. Christian Miller has shared his, his highlight of his recruitment as he signed with Alabama. Uh, I did not get my condo down in sunny Florida, but um, it's all good. It all worked together for good, as Romans 8 and 28 says. We're good for him. Two national championships, captain, many relationships, being on the tie, 100.9, every, a lot of great things God has done because he changed his mind. So congratulations to Christian. And that will happen for a lot of other recruits as they signed their national letter of intent today. How are you feeling about the class? Seems like it's lining up to be good. Somebody just said, it looked like it could be epic. 
Uh, we said we don't really buy the star rating, but we get it. We understand you got to have the Jimmys and Joes and all, all that good stuff and how it works. Let's take some calls. 205-342-9904 is the number to the program. Let's go to Pat. Pat, thanks so much for patiently waiting. You're up next here on the Middle's Edge. Yes, sir. Oh, if I'd have known y'all needed a place to stay, I only live six blocks from the university. And I was providing you a three-star Michelin chef and myself that I've worked with the finest research and development chefs all across the country. That, uh, and, uh, man, hey, I guarantee you, hey, I'd have made, I'd have made you happy to be in Tuscaloosa. That's a good question, Pat. Like I was saying yesterday, I'll be honest, not the best when it comes to keeping up with these kids. I just, I don't really dive too deep into recruiting. But fortunately for you, I actually, when uh, we had mentioned his name earlier, I kind of pulled up his tape on YouTube briefly. Uh, so I've only watched about two minutes of his tape, Pat. So this is a very surface level. Uh, from what I see uh, on tape, I mean, he, he's... Uh, got good size. They've got him listed. I can't remember what it was. I think he was around 270 or so, but kind of fits the bill, honestly, similarly to uh, LT Overton that we talked about yesterday who Alabama picked up via the transfer portal, a guy that's more of that that true base end in Alabama's 3-4 system, right? I mean, this guy on tape plays a lot of four-eye technique. Um, with that said, you know, at, at 270, he's going to be athletic for the position. He's pretty explosive. Uh, does a good job using his hands. Um, so I, I think he would be a huge pickup for Alabama. We, t- we keep talking about, you know, in recent years, we haven't necessarily seen those type of difference makers uh, on the D-line that we've seen in years like, you know, having Quentin Williams, Jonathan Allen. Could this guy develop into something like that? Who knows at this point? You know, everybody's different. But from what I see on, on tape, Pat, he's definitely a, a very good football player, a guy with with a good motor. Um, who, who definitely would fit in well in this scheme. So we'll have to see if we land him, but definitely think he would contribute heavily. But would it, would it affect Ryan Day? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, between Alabama, Ohio State, even Georgia, these teams get so many top recruits. I hate to say it, but at this point, I mean, I think they just keep on moving. I think they'll be just fine to live another day. Well, two of the three does, does get championships with these great players. One does not, and that would be Ohio State. So I'm in agreement <laughs> with Pat because, you know, Ryan Day has, you know, listen, 11-1 and one is nothing to sneeze on, right? You know, but you lose to Michigan again. Your rival, you can't, I mean, that's, that goes a long way. That's just the way it is in the Big Ten. But when you talk about a guy like this, Christian just alluded to it. We talked about this on the Mills Edge Extra on YouTube. Please check it out because yesterday we talked about Overton. But same, Christian said, the same kind of guy. You got to know, as I was saying earlier, what guy you're recruiting and how that guy fits into your system and how he can be developed, right? When you look at the measurables, they look at that. You know, he's 6'3", t- or whatever it is. Well, you can't, you can't grow 
him. You can't make him taller. That's a God thing. But you can make him stronger. You can make him bigger. You can make him more explosive. You can help him with his hands. You can help him with his footwork. You can put him in a system that works. And that's what you have with a guy like this that they desperately need because one of the things that we said on yesterday that Alabama, in my opinion, that has felt fallen short is at the defensive line, the true defensive line. I'm not talking about Will Anderson. I'm not talking about Dallas Turner and or Chris Bradford. I'm talking about more the, the four-eye guy. When Chris is talking about that head-up guy on the tackle, five technique, shade on the tackle, three technique, shade on the guard, offensive guard. These guys that can play inside, that can be true run stoppers, but also can be really good pass rushers, but yet have the ability to slide out in, in nickel. When they go nickel and they play more of a, a three defensive lineman and then an edge guy, that he can be that guy as well to contain, that can have the lateral speed to, 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 to play containment. That's what I see from this guy. He has that. And when you know who's coaching him, when you know who's developing, you know about the nutrition, you know about all the other uh, intangibles that go along with these things, that that you can say, and I can project, he's going to be a really good football player. Now, that's also going to be his mind, his attitude, how much he's willing to work, how much more extra he's willing to do. That's on the individual player. But when you look at measurables, when you look at size, when you look at system, when you look at the, the school development nutrition, you go, yes, he projects to be a Sunday guy. But it's going to be ultimately up to this young man how hard he wants to work. Gotcha. Thank you, guys. I'm hearing Everton Stewart, Alabama. <laughs> well, I'm going to come to that big spread, man, when I'm back in Tuscaloosa. Come come hang out with you. All right. Have a blessed one, Mikey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pat. Yeah, Evan Stewart. Man, Pat. Yeah, Evan Stewart, Alabama, would be huge. That's a Texas A&M wide receiver who uh, just put his name in the need portal. that guy. See, that's the guy yeah. we that's, that's the guy. That's the difference. These maker. are program-changing guys, in my opinion. I agree. You know? I think you get guys like that, you go, hey, this is the guy who can help us win national championship. That's why I said what I said about South Carolina. Like they were very active in the portal. They got a lot of dudes, man. A lot of dudes. You know, Rocket Sanders, who we know very well. You know, they got a tight end that was out ball state, but didn't play last year because injured. But the year before, he was all conference player. But we don't know about these dudes, right? We don't know if Rocket's going to be Rocket. Uh, the guy that's overweight and hurt last year, Rocket, when he made all SEC. And then all these other guys are good role players. But you got to get into the conversation of, of being the top 12 now. Man, you need some dudes. You need some dudes, a receiver, that, like you just talked about, Stewart, that can beat one-on-one coverage, that can, you know, I can get to him the ball anytime, that can, can run after the catch, what they call rat yards. You need that guy. You need an offensive tackle. You need an Overton that can, can come right in and plug and play and then be an insert for you right away. you got to have those guys. So I, and I, as I know, we've got to go, but Christian, you got, you was a different player. You, it's a, I, we'll talk about this tomorrow. You in this new age of system, now you could have gone to South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Florida, and probably played right away, even though you was 212. But because you went to Alabama, you could sit and wait, and you were had the attitude that you was fine with that, right? Yep. Those kids don't do that today. You know, Today, with transfer portal, you probably would have been forced to maybe do something different. And then go to Alabama. Would they be willing to just take a flyer and say, you know what? I see and I can project that this is a Sunday guy. Which, by the way, in my meeting with Nick Saban and those coaches said Christian Miller is a Sunday guy. Nick Saban said this years ago before Christian ever put a Crimson Tide uniform on. That's the kind of things I'm talking about. 
So when you can do that, I'm about to start. Tell me you're a five-star. Let's tell Christian. Tell me that you're a five-star in three years, five years, four years. There's a lot of five-stars are like a one-star now. <laughs> and there's a lot of lower stars that's five-star on Sunday right now. Talk to me then. Alabama looking to, to make a big uh, impact here this afternoon. We'll keep our eyes open. 12 o'clock, two guys supposed to announce. So we'll be tuned in. I'm sure big new sports with Matt and those guys will have you covered, Lars. And uh, Sunday day is here. We didn't get rushed around the SEC because there's nothing to rush about. Well, we can rush around it sometime else. But I'm going to be rushing around Buffalo's Cafe this evening because it is Wednesday. You know what that means. All you can eat wings at Buffalo's Cafe, $17.99. That includes fries, chips, your choice. So go check them out. And again, they have lunch day specials every day of the week, Monday through Friday, $9.99. That includes a beverage. You don't want to miss these deals or this food. So again, check out Buffalo's Cafe, Buffalo's Cafe especially tonight. All you can eat wings and also Alumni Hall, our great friends over there. It's Christmas time. I know you need those last minute Christmas gifts for all your Alabama friends and family. So go check out Alumni Hall. It's in Midtown Village right there. They've got all the officially licensed Alabama gear right there in the store. If you're not local, Local, no worries. You can go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. And last but not least, if you're feeling stiff, you need to get cracked or adjusted, head on over to Spine and Sport Chiropractic right here in the heart of West Alabama. They'll take care of all your needs, have you feeling brand new, especially right in time for the holidays. You got the holiday stress. Go check them out. Go sit on the waterbed. Go let them do the cupping on your back. You'll feel brand new when you get off that table. So go check mm. out Brian McDonald at Spine and Sport Chiropractic and his team right here again in the heart of West Alabama right here in Tuscaloosa. Again, that is Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Man, with that being said. Kevin, holler at me because I need some of that. We got to go ahead, Justin. Thank you. Thank all of you for listening on the calls. We didn't get too many calls today, but thank you very, very much. We're so blessed to be a part of what we do in 100.9. Big news sports coming up next. Will Alabama play the flip game? We'll know in just a couple of minutes right here on the Tide. 100.9 is the home of Alabama. Griffin Tide Sports. Be blessed, everybody. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Now.